one of the essential problems with uh, money and marriage is that you got two people and you got one dollar. I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. Hey, hey. Well, I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. Hey, hey. Said I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. And if I share with you my story, would you share your dollar with me? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Relationship and Game. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Marcier, licensed clinical social worker. Thank you for joining me for another installment of this podcast. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, have me accompany you, whether that is to work, whether that is laying around the house, or maybe you're getting ready. Whatever it is you're doing, thank you. I appreciate it. I also appreciate you guys sharing and uh, letting your friends know, letting your peoples know that we are here, Relationship Renegade, on uh, Wednesdays and um, Saturdays with our weekend edition. So we do appreciate you. Now, let's get into our episode. As you may already know, we kicked off a series uh, about an episode or two back. All right. It's marriage and money, relationships and money, love and money. Call it what you will, but it is pretty much impossible, I'd like to say, to separate those two. Um, and we talked on this in previous episodes, but money touches every uh, corner of our lives and the institute of marriage, the institution of marriage, relationships, whether romantic relationships or familiar relationships, collegial relationships, adversarial relationships, money influences the dynamics in that relationship. Uh, and so we're going to take some time this month, in this month of April, while everyone's feeling a little rich, a little rich, rich, to uh, talk about money and relationships and how much or how little influence it has uh, on your relationship. All right. Feel free to let me know if money has no bearing whatsoever on your relationship. And uh, I will be happy to debate that with you. All right. So let's get into this. First of all, let me say uh, marriage and money. All right. Those are two things that change your life in ways that maybe you can imagine, but it really isn't until you're in it that you realize just how much money changes your life. And marriage also changes your life. Um, I remember uh, when I first started working, I was working at a 7-Eleven near the beach here in South Florida. And that was my first real job. And I loved that job. You know, I, I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed the experience and the freedom. Um, you know, I had my little girlfriend at the time and it afforded me the abilities to do what I would call nice things for her. Right. Um, nice by stand by the standards of a, you know, 
broke college kid. Okay. Um, And then I look at my life today. And the things that I consider nice that I'm able to do. And it is night and day. Okay. I, I recall only being able to put maybe at the time now, maybe like three or four dollars worth of gas in my car. Okay. And if you think that's bad, let me tell you, the car I was driving was an 89 Lincoln Town Car. Yes, long body. V8 Lincoln Town Car. Gangster Mobile, 212s in the back. Okay. Um, and I think back, right? And I think today, it's night and day. It's night and day. Right. And and that's just life. But think about if we were going on a date or if we were going out. Okay, when you're making like, I don't know what it was back then, four and a quarter, six dollars, I don't know, seven dollars, whatever it was. um, Things were tight. And sometimes we wanted to go out and we couldn't or I had to say no, I had to study when I was just broke. But anyways, money has totally changed uh, the dynamics of my relationships with my wife. Um, I remember when we had less than we do now, okay, and just how that came with some tension and some discomfort, right? And now things are different. I also remember when I was single and how I would move and shake when it came to money. And now being a married man, you move differently when you're married. And so I say this whole long and drawn out thing to say those are two things, marriage and money, that totally alter your life. And some of us, collective us, the collective we, we we do okay in terms of managing the two. And then some of us struggle a little bit. And so for the next few moments, we're going to just explore. By no means is this this going to be uh, a very in-depth and detailed expose because there just isn't time. But we're just going to highlight some things about money uh, in marriage. And when I say money in marriage, I'm talking about money in relationships and and how uh, the two mix or don't mix. Now, one of the essential problems with uh, money and marriage is that you got two people and you got $1. Now, $1 uh, literally, or you have a dollar metaphorically speaking, right? So what does that mean? Okay, so whether you're a dating or married couple, you have one dollar or one bank. And now you have to decide what's going to happen with that dollar. Where is is that dollar going to go? What is it being allocated to, set aside for? And I don't know about you guys, but rarely do I encounter two people 
no matter how well-meaning they may be, and there are limited resources where there isn't conflict, okay? You're going to encounter conflict when you have two people and one dollar. There isn't just enough to ensure that everyone will get what they want. Now, you may it may be what you need, but there just isn't enough regardless. And so that is the key dilemma there. Now, we, we'll talk a little bit more uh, in just a moment about how you begin to remedy that. But that is, in my view, the foundation of the dilemma. You have two people and you have one dollar. All right. So just imagine that. There's no way to not see some conflict in the horizon. Right. So that's one. Secondly, money, money is the kind of thing that uh, it highlights character and attributes. Um, and at the same time, relationships do too, right? Um, you don't know anyone more intimately than when you are in a relationship with them. You know, you all have people that you've either known or worked with and then you decide you're going to go out to dinner or have them over your house. And then you're like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea that Bob was like that or that Joan was that kind of person. That's OK. Money does that. Money. People say money changes people. I don't know that money changes people. You know, it does uh, shine light on who you are because you 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 have options. You're able to do uh, more or differently than before. What you often will see is that uh, you will often see people's darker sides when it comes to money. So we're talking about things like um, power, okay? Things like control. People use money to control or try to control. They're, they're not always successful, but the attempt is made, right? So when you are in a relationship and you decide that you're going to try and control this other individual, you're going to um, uh, limit their movements, Right, limit their decisions financially. Okay, that's that's power. That's exerting some sort of power, um, and some level of control. Essentially, what we're talking about here is financial abuse. Okay, financial abuse um, is is a problem let's just put that out there but it happens a lot and you know it it sometimes is very subtle and there are some people who don't fully even realize what they're doing yeah i, I and this is not an excuse this is not you know giving them a pass but some people don't realize it I, i've had 
I've had clients, right? So when it comes time to doing a budget, they, it's done in such a way that favors them and not the other. Okay, everyone has dreams and plans and things they'd like to do for themselves, but they are left out of the budget. And this other person um, appears to be getting all they want. Okay, the power and control. Um, Sometimes if the other isn't working, okay, if the other isn't working, that you also see that. You know, your husband ain't working, but the wife is like the main breadwinner. And so that's being flaunted and thrown in his face. Um, Or if the wife is the one who's home, the husband is just like a jerk about it. uh, Where she has to ask him for $5, $10. And then there's the third degree. What do you need it for? Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um. Didn't you get $5 last week? Just, just real dumb stuff. Hi, we are the Messiah Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. And so some people do it intentionally. Um... Other people, not as much, but it's still a problem. Okay, so um, and and I'm not saying everyone with money is doing that. There are some people with money who are very uh, gracious and giving and compassionate with their money. Um, But it is it it's an issue within a lot of relationships. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's one problem that, that happens in relationships. Um, another thing, um, another issue, another issue, let's say, is that when people get married, all right, some people get married. Yes, they may love the person. Um, they may care about them, but that's not why they marry them. A lot of people get married purely for financial gain. They are trying, not even trying. Their plan is to level up. They are doing it. And to be honest, the quickest and easiest way to level up is to get married. Y'all know this. See it all the time. This is why there's so many movies about this. The quickest and, and easiest way almost to level up is to double your income by getting married. Imagine you by yourself, you're working, maybe you're bringing home your 30 grand, 40 grand, 60, 70, 80, 90, I don't know, 100, 120, 200, whatever it is that you're doing, you're doing it by yourself. As soon as you get married, now the household income has maybe doubled Right. 30, 30. That's 60. That's a whole different lifestyle. If you were doing 40, now he's doing 40. Okay, now we 80. We could do some things with 80. All right. 50, 50. 
Okay, now we now we're a six figure family. That changes the game. Right? You're starting to you're getting into different tax bracket. If you want to come out of poverty, get married. It is instant bonus. Right? I mean, poverty last I checked was anywhere from 12, I don't know, 13, 14,000, maybe 15. As soon as you get married, now you're at 30. Okay, so people are looking to level up and people can be very calculating about this. That's like the the that's the goal. That is the plan. They are purely in it for their own um, financial interests. And so when you are in a marriage and you have these really unhealthy ideas, these poor ideas about money, um, it's only a matter of time before you are um, before before these money issues uh, arise. It's only a matter of time before you know you start arguing about just really insignificant things. You know, um, I don't know whether that's money or spent on. I don't know, dishes, dish soap, cable. I don't know. But those are signs, okay? Um, another, a, another thing that happens, when, when our ideas about money and marriage don't gel, all right? Marriage, right? The place that you ought to be able to freely express yourself right? essentially be naked be vulnerable when you find that you can't do that um, now we begin to hide things we begin to be secretive about things and one of those things will be money specifically okay i've i know people and i've had clients for whom they have they have a side account Okay, or they have a a side account, a secret savings account or secret bank account. Um, And this is not a a new thing. This is the sort of thing that's been going on for ever. Essentially, they have a secret account in case they need to to bail. Right. Almost like the bail money. Um, Now, I'm not I'm not here to judge. Um, and your situation may make it so that you should have some money in case you need to run. That's, that's your problem. That's your issue. Okay. Um, but if you need to set some money aside or in an account that your husband or your wife doesn't know about, a better question might simply be, why are you with this person? Why are you uh, putting yourself through that? Okay. Um, I, again, you do what you got to do, but I would just ask myself that. The other thing, you find yourself hiding purchases. And sometimes this is kind of comical, right? Sometimes we can laugh about this. Um, The wife... It's usually the wife that's portrayed. She 
comes home with a bunch of bags, uh, uh, shopping bags, and she either leaves them in her car or she sneaks them up into the closet or into the bedroom because she doesn't want her husband to know that she it, it's a secret now why is it a secret is it a surprise for him or for her i don't know usually it's a secret because she's blowing the budget and i'm only saying she because that's usually what we see online but men do it too not online just in in the movies or the stereotype men do it too though men hide purchases and Without getting too into the weeds here, men just tend to buy like gadgets and tech and toys. And the story says that women will buy shoes, clothes, purses. Um, But if you're having to hide your purchases, that is a problem. Now, the other thing, uh, some people have a secret credit card. Yeah. Yeah secret credit card that their partner doesn't know about. A secret credit card that they applied for and either it's for them to do their thing or, you know, it's just secret instead of a secret account. It's a secret credit card. I don't know. Um, What I do know is these things essentially are what, what, what you would call financial infidelity. Okay, financial infidelity, right? It, it, you're, you're cheating. You're cheating. Um, you're not being forthcoming. Uh, sometimes you're just downright being dishonest, you know? If we set a budget and within the budget is blow money, Right. And if you don't know what blow money is, blow money is just, you know, money that we've already um, set aside to spend, to blow it. On whatever you want, no questions asked. Whether you want to go to the casino or you want to go buy a new pair of shoes, that's blow money. It's just play money. okay? but if you're going above and beyond the play money, now you're cheating. Okay? If we've said that we're going to spend $200 a week on groceries and you're buying food on your secret credit card, what the hell? That is a problem. And the money is not even really the issue. It's the cheating. It's the dishonest. It's the infidelity. Right? That is... That is where people uh, have a lot, lot, a lot of problems, right? We make the mistake of thinking that it's about the money. It's not about the money, okay? I say um, oftentimes money, money is a tool. It allows you to get certain things done. It's, it's It's a tool, And ideally, ideally, your marriage would be a workshop and money is a tool within that workshop. 
If you can approach it that way, there's just so much more that can be done. So much more that we can accomplish and a whole lot less discord um, along the way. Um, Now, you might be saying, Jameson, you just don't get it, right? I cannot um, have an account with my husband or with my wife. Okay, she will spend all the money. I have to hurry up and pay the bills before he knows or before she knows. If if they know money's in the account, it's going to get spent. And I understand. I understand. You got to protect the house, the bank. You got to do what you got to do. And some people say, so we should have separate accounts or a secret account. Um. And listen, to that I say, if that's your decision, and when I say your decision, I mean both of y'all's decision. If we say one joint account and then you go open up another account without telling the other, then you're in the wrong. But if the decision was, hey, I'll tell you what, we're going to keep our own separate banking, then fine. Okay. Whatever decision you make together, okay, is what you do. That's that's uh, as simple as that. It's um, a lot of people talk about, oh, that's wrong. That's not the way to do that. There's a right way and a wrong way. I call BS on that. Okay. And I say that, and you should know, I grew up hearing that, yo, Of course, there's one account and everybody does everything together. There's one pot of money. And I understand the logic behind that. I really do. However, as I've grown older, however, as I've learned to be more responsibility, as I've learned, as I've gained more responsibility and I've had to be more responsible, okay, and in the line of work that I'm in, you realize some people are a, um, they're a risk when it comes to money. They're, they're, it's a serious risk. Um, you may not have money for your rent or your mortgage. I get it. I get it. So you, you, you got to do what you have to do. What I also understand, though, is when we start separating monies, Okay, we've essentially weakened our buying power. We're going to need double the time to accomplish things we could have accomplished together. And am I telling you, oh, it should be together? No. Am I telling you do it separate? No way. What I'm telling you is you, you figure out what's best for you, understanding no matter what you choose, has its own set of challenges. When uh, Herdine and I were dating, we'd been dating, I think, at this one, maybe a couple of years. Um, we decided to do a joint checking account. And at that point, we'd had it, we'd had it in our minds that we were going to be together exclusively. Um, we might have even been engaged at the time. I don't recall. And so we go to the bank and 
I added her Dean to my checking account. And you're feeling good. You're feeling grown. You're like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. We're doing good. And I think maybe like four days later, I saw like a flurry of transactions. And I was like, whoa, what is going on? And I panicked um, because I thought I was like hacked. But then I realized, no, I recognize these places. And so when I looked, looked, I realized, wait, okay, yes, it wasn't me, but whomever did this, I said, ah, I said it was her dean. And then I started to panic again because I said to myself, oh, my God, this is what it's like. This is what having a joint account is like up to that point. I've not had any joint account with anyone. And as I sat there, I said, Ooh, I think I might've made a mistake. So now what I had to do was say to my girlfriend at the time, Hey, we need to talk about this because this ain't cool. And so you can imagine what that conversation was like. It wasn't fun. It was not a fun conversation, um, but I'm happy to say now, almost 20 years later, we've got it figured out. We've got it figured out. Um, but that is part of the process. That is part of um, this whole marriage and money dance. Um, and... You know, I won't, I mean, how we do our finances is our business, but that showed us a lot. And there are just some things that we did not think about. I know I didn't think about before I said, oh, yeah, sure. You know, you're my girlfriend. I love you. And so we're going to do this thing together. There's not, there was a whole lot that was um, not part of that conversation. Right. Like for those of you dating and thinking you want to do that. Right. Hey, do what you do. Do what you want to do. But understand when you add someone to an account there, they have full authority, full access to the account. And in many cases, they only come off when you close the account. So let that just kind of be some food for thought. Am I telling you don't do it? Nope. I'm just telling you whatever it is you do. You need to do your homework. Um, and so Herdeen and I have had to work through that, okay? Figuring out the money situation, figuring out the budget situation. Um, and it is the kind of thing that is a grueling process. It's a, it's, it's a hard process, especially for young people or people accustomed to living alone, making their own money and making their own damn decisions. So just be ready. Um, now, is it all hard when it comes to money and relationships? No, it's not all hard. Okay. Like I was saying before, when you separated the buying power uh, is not there. If you had had one account, um, but just imagine with the buying power with two people and their money, um, you double it. You double it. 
Okay. And if you have a healthy relationship when it comes to money, and when I say healthy relationship, and we'll talk about this the whole month, but a healthy relationship with money, it, it you know, for example, it includes things like money is not a, um, you don't see money, you don't seek money for validation. Money is not what makes you who you are. Or you don't seek money at any cost, right? There is a cost to money, okay? You can do a lot. You can definitely do a lot. One thing that I encourage uh, the couples I work with is to think of themselves as a team, okay? Teams work together. They move together. They make decisions together. They don't always like the direction, but they move as a team. They move as one unit, right? So for things like debt, it's not his debt or her debt. It's our debt, especially if you're married. Granted, some debt does not transfer when you get married. It stays with you, um, especially if we're talking like credit cards. You remain responsible, Um but if you're married and you're paying bills together, even though it's not your debt, you're going to feel it. So I don't even know how how that would work. Uh, your debt, my debt. Uh, another one, your bills, my bills. No, it's our debt and our bills. Um, and we tackle it together because it is our money. Our money. Um, And and we are a team. And if you hold on to that, there is just so much that can be accomplished. Right. You don't need a huge salary. You really don't. But you can really, really level up. I I mean, to borrow the term, you can really make some drastic changes when you are on the same um when you're a team, but you share goals, right? You have similar financial goals, okay? Um, it really makes a difference. Guys, this has been our show, uh, Money and your Marriage. Um, if you have uh, anything you'd like to share about your experience with man, uh, money and relationships, maybe not marriage only, um, but relationships, if you're one who did uh, separate income, how's that working for you? Okay, if you're doing one bank, one pot of money, I'd also like to know how's that working for you as well. Um, please, if you found any value, if you found value, <laughs> look at that, uh, dad joke. If you found any value in this episode, please share it with your friends. Um Let them know we're going to be talking about money all this month. Um, Don't blow your refund checks, guys. All right. Set some aside, Uh, please. Okay. Um, Check us out on the uh, (laughs) on the Internet. Anyways, we're out there. Instagram, social media. I'm just cracking myself up maybe because it's late. But um check us out let me know what you thought of this episode thank you all for sharing i I always say that um we are 
not just in the U.S., but we're in I don't know how many countries now. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. I love you guys. Um, I, I hope you've heard it today, but if not, you heard it from me here. Do take care of yourselves, all right? Uh, handle these issues with money because it ain't going nowhere, okay? Um, however you feel about it, it's not going anywhere. But handle it. Uh, come back. We're going to continue this conversation all month long. And I look forward to having you for the next episode of Relationship Renegade. Bye now. <laughs>